You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, November 10th, and we're talking Nationals baseball. We bring in Nats reporter for MLB.com, Jamal Collier. Jamal, thanks so much for taking the time and more hardware being doled out this past week. We start there. Daniel Murphy winning his second Silver Slugger Award last night at second base uh, in his two seasons with the team. Uh, Murphy obviously been very successful as he also emerged kind of as a leader within the team as well. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 the numbers kind of speak for itself. Back-to-back years, Murphy has, has, has continued to prove that you know he's reinvented himself from his early career as was one of the best and most consistent uh, hitters in, in, in not only National League but in baseball. Um, and you look at just the things that he's done and, and how consistent he's been since the first time he kind of put on that Nationals uniform. And, and you know, we found out after the end of uh, this regular season that he had to have knee surgery. So he was playing through, um, you know, some, some injury problems for the last probably parts of the second half as well. So kind of makes it even just a little bit more remarkable, um, just everything that he's done and accomplished over these last couple of years. With the Nats, he's definitely been just uh, more than they could have asked for when they, when they signed him uh, to that three-year deal. And the offseason has been a huge deal, like you said, not only just – his performance on the field and, and at the plate, um, and he's become kind of a staple in the middle of the order. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's one of the guys who, who really kind of uh, is a leader and, and does kind of you know, carry a lot of the load in the clubhouse. You know, they're going to lose most likely Jason Worth here in the offseason, and I expect somebody like Daniel Murphy um, to be one of the people to kind of step up and, and, and be one of the team leaders. So, um, you know, Murphy's been really invaluable for them in these last two years. There's a couple of uh, silver sluggers uh, and then a, the uh, MVP uh, award finished last year has really kind of been um, you know, more than they can ask for when they sign this guy. And obviously Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, leaders of the rotation, their finalists for the Cy Young Award being announced next week. But um, obviously Dusty Baker not coming back, that's been talked about a lot. But just Scherzer, Strasburg, like there's a sense that's great. They're nominated for Cy Young, but is there also a sense around the team and fans and organization there that with these two guys, shouldn't, shouldn't there – be a next level that could have been attained and instead the team came up a bit short is there like a dual sense there yeah sure i mean you, you know this is a team who really had never had they've got these two aces the last couple of years and, and, and since they signed max in 2015 they've never been into the playoffs to have those two guys one two in the top of your rotation um and they had that they had these guys healthy they had strasburg on one of the best roles of his career we saw what he did in, the, in those two starts in the playoffs and just how dominant and, 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 and everything he was um, and, and, you know, you had Scherzer, who was coming off the hamstring injury and was a little bit, you know, limited. Obviously, the start was pushed back for that, but he was still himself when he was out there on the mound and it was really good. Um, and when you have those two guys kind of operating at that peak form, uh, you just don't know when you're going to get those opportunities. And to, to have wasted one, you know, that's how that kind of feel here, to, to, to not been able to get out of the division series or even go further than that, um, is, is something that stings. Because, again, you know, Strasburg obviously had the up-and-down injury history. Uh, you're never sure just how long these guys are not necessarily young pitchers, um, but you're not sure how long they continue to kind of operate at this peak form. So, you know, it, it does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity. But at the same time, I think they really also, um, you look back on it, and they, they have to be glad to, to, to see what they've got from the rotation as a whole this year. Um, you know, we've seen Gio Gonzalez and Tanner Rourke kind of in the second half as well. To have two of the top three Cy Young finishers uh, is, is, is something that they definitely kind of pride themselves on. Starting pitching has always been the – kind of a hallmark of this organization and something they've kind of pointed to and, and, and known is going to be their strength. Um, so to have that you know, this season, I think it's something they still feel pretty good about and feel pretty good going forward. So they still have these two guys. Um, and when they're on the mound, they've got as good, if not better chance than anybody else to win. 
Absolutely, but there'll be a new guy, of course, running the clubhouse next year, Dave Martinez. We talked about that last week, but now his coaching staff has been filled out, and Martinez, a first-time manager. You wrote about this yesterday, I believe, Jamal, on MLB.com, and take us through maybe some of the, the veteran folks on the staff now that Martinez has to lend an ear to when things aren't really going the way they're supposed to. Talk about some of those additions. I think that was the biggest key that they wanted to make sure they surrounded Martinez with guys who, who've been there before, who have experience, not only major league coaching experience, but some of these guys have managing experience of the majors and minor leagues. I think that was, that was really important. Martinez is, he's got a lot of credentials, a lot of things that they like, um, but he still is a first time manager and a rookie manager and, and, and still going to be learning some things on the job. And you've got a guy like Chip Hale, who was their bench coach, who was the manager for a couple of years in Arizona. Uh, you got a, a guy like Lilliquist, who, from who's the pitching coach in St. Louis for so long, and has been in the Cardinals organization for so long, and he's got so much kind of experience to pull off to to pull from. Uh, Kevin Long, a guy who had the last last eleven seasons as a hitting coach in New York, you know, he's a guy who's who's going to have uh, experiences to give him. Bobby Henley, and of course, the long holdover from Dusty Baker's staff, and he's going to be the third base coach. Henley's been with the organization since uh, they were in Montreal, so he's a guy who's not only knows. You know, this has experience as a coach, but he's a guy who also has experience with the team, and I think that that's going to be helpful. I um, mean, just look at this up and down the way they've kind of built this this staff. Is guys who won, you know, a couple of guys also with with kind of connections to Martinez, and that was something that was important that you want him to be comfortable, want him to have some kind of some uh, some guys he's familiar with. Um, but he's also got a lot of guys with a lot of experiences to pull out, you know, to pull from, and I think that um, you know, you look at it, it's a pretty solid and pretty strong staff they're going to have if they've built here so far. Absolutely, and just just to play the other side for one second, and is there any ever a sense that when you bring in veteran coaches for a first time manager that there ever could be a sense of undermining the manager because these guys have been around, or how do you overcome sure. that if that ever arises, or is, do you not think that will be the case here? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's obviously always a question. I think that they, um, you know, obviously are, are building guys who who are comfortable in that in those sort of roles. And I think that um, you look at some of these guys, obviously, you know, interview for their own managerial openings this season as well. Kevin Long, Chip Hale, both had interviews other places. But I think that they wouldn't have come here if they, if they didn't, uh, you know, they, they've, first of all, they've been bench coaches. They've been hitting coaches in the past before and been able to kind of slot into those roles and, 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 and not necessarily make any noise or be, 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 you know, controversial or challenging the manager. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing. They've got guys who, who not only just done, you know, Kind of some kind of managing experience, but have also done things and, and been kind of the secondary or third option or so. And I think a lot of that's going to depend on Martinez as well and just how his style ends up going and, and how much he interacts with these guys and how well he kind of meshes with them. But that's the, the kind of the tough thing also when you, you know, are, are controlling the, the coaching and you don't give it, you, you know, Martinez didn't have total autonomy, you know, to just kind of search and, and pick whatever guys he wanted for this. And this was kind of done in, in, in conjunction with the organization. But I think that, uh, you know, in, in general, it's something that's done for for the most part over the last, over their history, is, is kind of help their coaching staff fill out the coaches, um, the manager fill out the coaching staff. And I think that it's, it's worked so far, and it's kind of not been a, a big issue. Jamal Collier, reporter for MLB.com for the Nationals, joining us here. And just switching gears a little, Jamal, obviously this was a very sad week for baseball in general and, and the sports yeah. world, really. 40-year-old Roy Halladay, I mean, not just a great pitcher, but from all accounts, just a tremendous character guy and had such a great work ethic and effect on younger players in a positive way. He passed away at the age of 40 in that awful uh, plane crash in Florida. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to cover Roy at all, but just your your overall take around the league and the reaction and, and on Roy's life. Yeah, you know, I, I never uh, 
kind of cross paths with him or, 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 or anything like that outside of just kind of watching him and admiring him from afar. And I think it's, um, you know, just a, an incredible person and player. You know, as far as just on the field, he's one of the best pitchers of, of my lifetime and of, and of my era growing up. And to see how, how dominant and how fun he was to watch at times was was uh, really a treat when you saw that guy was on the mound every every fifth day. And I think that, uh, you know, you kind of come to admire him and, 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 and like it from afar. Um, and then we just hear all the stories of people who did know him and did, you know, interact with him on a daily basis or play with him or whatever it might be. Um, and you just hear just how, how much respect and, and admiration and things they, they had for Holiday, I thought was um, was just really cool for me to, to, to kind of watch. And, and one of the things, Max Scherzer, um, of course, for the Nats, you know, kind of tweeted out a little bit about how his first time facing uh, facing Holiday in a spring training game um, once. And, and, you know, he was talking about how there were a couple of innings or whatever it was in Lakeland, and uh, I went to, to go shower and eat and, and was getting ready to leave. And, I, you know, look at I see Holiday, and he's still running poles, and he's drenched in sweat. And, and you know, Max kind of just said that stood out to him. And, and Max nowadays is one of the hardest workers. Um, you know, in baseball, and he's 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 a, a huge runner, and they'll say they could just tell some of the things that he probably took from Holiday and from watching him kind of from afar. So, you know, it all comes to say it was, it was a um, kind of a, a terrible and a sad moment to 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 happen. And, and 40 years old is just a, a kind of a jarring number, a jarring age to think about a guy who was gone way too soon. Yes, uh, jarring, I would say. <clears throat> Very appropriate word to use there, Jamal, definitely, and just a tough week for baseball in general and uh, kind of puts things in perspective. But uh, I just want to ask you one more question as well about the Nationals as we look ahead to next season. And obviously there was some disappointment. It was a great year, but also a disappointing end to the year for the Nats. And as we go into the first full week now of the off season and into free agency, what do the Nats have to address to sort of get over the proverbial hump and, and go to that next level where they're in the World Series or at least really right there on the doorstep? What's next? That's a tough thing. I mean, this is a team who's going to have most of his starters, most of his rotation, the back end of his bullpen, all pretty much returning. And on one hand, you look at it and say we were really close. Um, we lost in, in, in one game in, in the division series, and if you get into the, the, the next round or so. So it's, it's, it's difficult to say do they, do they go out and make a big splash and try to shake things up a little bit. Do they kind of just reload and retool a little bit? Uh, they have to probably get some more bullpen depth and some bench depth and then kind of go into the season. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're, they're trying to figure out and to see exactly how the market will play out. I think that Mike Rizzo has proven in the past that he will make an aggressive move uh, when there doesn't seem to be a clear need or doesn't seem to be, um, you know, he, he's, he's made a trade that makes sense. He believes they can help his team. And I think that uh, that creative creative has could kind of really play into this year um, to see. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that they could definitely upgrade. Obviously, the catcher was kind of a weak spot for them last year, but they got a lot of money tied up to Matt Wieters, and I'm not sure that they're going to want to tie up a, a lot more money at that, at that position. Um, I'm sure making their bullpen as strong as possible will be important. They need a fifth starter. But um, in general, I mean, it's a team that's pretty much set and going to look a lot like it did last year. I think they just they want to make they have enough depth, um, whether it be in the bench and the bullpen and, and some of the other spots. That they can kind of withstand some injuries. They had a lot last year, and they kind of uh, you know kept rolling. And I think they want to make sure that they're still on that same path this year. Jamal Collier joining us. Thanks so much, Jamal, as always, for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. No problem, man. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras. <laughs> 